0: Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at.
1: Hey, welcome back to another Life Church Podcast. Today's a special day because Bob Leahy and me, Pastor Chris Reyes. We're here with Principal Steve Wright from Achieve Charter School. One of our most recent podcasts were, was the topic of what God did during the campfire in bringing Achieve School to our campus. How at one time there was just this empty ball field behind our church, and now it's been transformed into a, a school campus. So, Steve, welcome, glad to have you. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. So one of the things that we want to do, Steve, is we've shared our side of it, and Pastor Jeff did a great job of that. But could you just go back from the beginning as you remember how God was able to take this tragedy of the campfire and relocate you here and and some of the things that took place where you and Amy navigated this and, and what God has done actually up to the present day? Yeah, definitely.
0: It's a I mean, it's a story that we've told a whole bunch of times, so it's fun to, to kind of tell it in this yeah. in this format. So yeah, the campfire happened on November eighth, twenty eighteen. And then we were all scrambling to figure out, you know, how to keep everyone safe. And those first couple of days after, um, I remember thinking honestly, it was not even the couple of days after, it was that night once I finally got to settle down because we, you know, we evacuated students off campus. It was a really emotional day, a whole day spent of just trying to find out who was safe and who was okay and where everyone was. And then we stayed with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law that night. And once everyone was kind of away and the kids were put to bed and Amy and I got to sit down, I was like, I just started crying. And I was like, here's the thing. I don't know if you've thought about this yet, but we didn't just, by then we knew we had lost our house. Oh, man. Which at first was like, did you lose your house? Then, but by the by the time that night came around, like you had known so many people that lost their house that yeah. it was just that was just kind of now a part of the discussion. It wow. wasn't even the focus, but it was like you know we just lost our whole community. Yeah, you know yeah. we lost our school, which was a huge part of our community. Amy and I both started teaching at Achieve in two thousand five, the year the school opened. Wow, and we've been with Achieve since. We we knew that we had, you know, probably lost connection with our church family. We already didn't know by that first night if we would be able to even stay in Chico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And over those next couple of days, there was just this huge feeling of loss. And as we tried to keep track of everyone, and I mean, we're our whole staff kind of came together around trying to keep track of all of our students and yeah. families they were spread out across the country within 48 hours. And within 24 hours, they were spread out all over the West Coast. That's amazing. Of course, some of them ended up coming back, and that was pretty neat. But there was this huge sense of loss that, like, of just that loss of community. You Mm -hmm. know, everyone that you know lost their home. You lost church. You lost school. You lost social events. You lost, you know, just... And Amy (sighs) and I were both born and raised in in paradise. Um, So it was just this huge sense of loss. And our school is so important because our school is a very community and family oriented yeah. school. Yeah. And that's a huge part of our community. In in some ways like it's a public school, but it fills that same kind of role that the church can fill with that community and, right. and those relationships. Yeah. So then now let's fast forward like three or four days after the campfire, Casey Taylor, our executive director and the other, some of the other charter leaders, and some great people that started supporting us from outside the area came in and were like, let's try and find out where we can reopen school. And we're going, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> we just reopen a school somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, let's just check out and see where we could even go and start getting these people back together. So as Casey and that group started evaluating that, I was, you know, keeping tabs on people. I started our morning assemblies um, online, and that was a pretty powerful way of keeping everyone That's connected. And that. then we, we had some events. You know, we had a skate night, like get everybody together. And what they found when they started looking at real estate is there was kind of two options. There was sort of empty storefronts, and there was churches. And churches ended up taking in most of the Paradise Charter Schools. So we weren't the only ones that did that. And actually, in the first week we were at Life Church, our high school that we had started that year, was at a different church in Chico. Oh, I didn't know Because we didn't have enough space here for them. And then later when we brought the portables in, which we'll get to that in a minute, um, then they came back to this campus, and we were kind of all together. So what they found was okay. We found a handful of churches that are willing to do this and take people in, which is what churches do. Yeah. Let's all go around and figure out which church is going to fit which school. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm because the different schools were different sizes. We by then kind of had an idea about how many students might come back and how many classrooms we need. Um, We're a K eight school, and then we had our high school. It was ninth grade only that year. So after we went and looked around um Grace Community was a part of that. Yeah. Life Church was a part of that. I don't remember the name of the church right now that Achieve High was at. We just kind of decided like the rooms that Life Church has is going to best fit approximately the classrooms right. that Achieve has. Grace Community is going to work really well for Children's Community Charter School. Right. Yeah. That's how that went, you know. There Isn't was no amazing. other thing. So so we came in and then the rest of well well the we had Thanksgiving break in there. We had a couple of weeks off school. All of Butte County did. We actually opened up in Life Church on December 3rd, which was the same day that every student in Butte County went back to school. No students, even at schools that were not, you know, all the Chico Unified schools, Oroville, everyone, they were off the same amount of time that we were, even though the fire happened in Paradise. But remember, there was all the environmental impacts; Students right. couldn't be outside. Yeah. Um, so December 3rd, we show up. We came and checked out the campus a couple times before that. Yeah, met Pastor Jeff. I'm sure we met. It was like such a blur. Right? Yeah, yeah, it really was. We didn't know what how we were going to do that, and we couldn't even get in to set up until after church. So we did a staff meeting. I believe it was a Sunday afternoon, and we walked the teachers through. Might have been a couple of days before that, but. We, had a staff meeting in the sanctuary, walked the teachers through and was like, you're going to have this space. You're going to have this space. Fourth and fifth grade, you'll be in the life center together. All of middle school be in the sanctuary. You know, second grade was going to be in the nursery. Third grade was in what at that time was like a storage closet. Right. Right. Um, I
1: remember that. Yeah. K K one everywhere. Yeah. K
0: one can go in like the primary Sunday school classroom. There's kind of the right stuff in the right spaces. Showed the teachers the space they would get. They kind of made some notes. They went shopping but they didn't get back into that classroom space until after church was over that Sunday. Yeah. So that Sunday evening, some of them came over. Monday morning, we're moving stuff out of the way. Monday morning, students started showing up on campus. And we had some great support from the charter school organization outside of just right. Achieve. Yeah. That was amazing. And we did that. So for the next two weeks, we, we did school like that every... Just all on top of each other in just all the church spaces. Right Over Christmas break, we were able to drop five or six portable classrooms out in the parking lot. That gave us a little more space. That let us bring our um, our high school students back over, gave us a little bit of office space. And the rest of the school year, we operated like that. So yeah. a, a few of the classrooms were there but we still used every single space. We still used the church sanctuary every Monday morning. We had right. to turn the church into a school. And then on Friday, we didn't have staff meetings that year. We just the new staff meeting was you got to put the church back together, <laughs> right? Cuz they're coming I'm sure we left it a disaster, but you no, know, you we guys tried. did an um, awesome job. Yeah. You guys really did. Mm-hmm. So that was how we, that's kind of what happened that year. And then throughout that the course of that spring after we got established here and we worked with the church and the church did just countless things to support our staff, our students. Um, I'm sure the pastor Jeff talked about this, but there was, I don't, and I don't even know the details, but I know what it was like to be on the receiving end. There were resources that came into life church to help with support. And we needed that support. My family had nowhere to live. We didn't have any clothes. Like I literally had, what I was wearing that day
1: and what was in my car. That's it. And would you say most of the teachers were in the same boat that were, that a lot of them had lost their homes. And so yet, Even though you guys had lost everything, you still showed up for, yeah, to teach. Totally. And so Life Church was
0: such a blessing in so many ways. They gave us a place for our community to be together. That was the biggest. You guys could have done nothing else but just give us a space to be together. And that would have, that would have allowed the healing to start. Mm -hmm. It really would have. Yeah. Um, But there were so many other things. Life Church is really, really good at meeting people's needs. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a few things started happening after we were here and we realized like, Number 1 these people are not just trying to be nice this feels really genuine mm, mm. and then we started to see the impact that life church was having on the community and really mm. taking care of people and loving people well our school is a very like like i said before community minded school right. focus on community service part of our school mission says empowering students to be positive contributors to society. So it's a school where we're just focused on like we want to be world changers. We want to do something that can impact the world in a positive way and that every student should grow up to provide a net benefit. I was just talking with our middle schoolers about this. Like if you grow up and support yourself, that's fine. That's kind of the mission of school in general. Yeah, That's not our mission. Our mission is you have to, yes, support yourself and then also provide some net benefit to society. Yes. You know? So. So we found that that um Life Church and Achieve just had this really common mission of being kind of community minded and really mm-hmm. community focused and outward focused. And so these discussions started with like, hey, there's this field out back. And it started with can we just put some portables out there and and then we have a temporary campus for a while? Yeah. And the church, you know, was like, yeah, yeah, let's talk at least, you know, like let's see, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but they were open to the conversation. So we started the conversation and then reached a point where like, yeah, go for it. Do that. It's fine. Drop portables back there. And then we knew we wouldn't be back on our paradise campus the next year because eventually the the destruction of paradise was so well-known that it was like, there's no infrastructure, there's not water. There's not going to be, they'll get power back pretty soon, but there's not gonna be safe water for a while. Like all these bigger issues that you just, couldn't reopen yet. So, you know, we get architects and engineers out there, and they go, you can't put these on the field. This ground is way too soft to do this. You're going to have to, you know, engineer the whole thing, pull up the soil, mix all this. So then we're like, "Well, this is a giant project. If we do that, is there a chance that this could possibly become a long-term thing? And then we just continue to have those conversations. Of course, the church was open to it. We were really excited about that. And so then in August of 2019, we opened our campus and had students in, in classrooms back yeah. there on what was the field, which is now a beautiful campus. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then the following year, um, got a charter in Chico to, so we can keep operating down here long term. So now we got to figure out like, you know, the future of the Achieve
1: and Life Church partnership. So you had to, I mean, you obviously had the the charter in Paradise, but then you had to get a charter in Chico. To keep operating down here long term. Right. Yeah. Right. We were
0: still on a temporary basis. Mm-hmm. And now we've reopened our Paradise school that opened this year. Mm-hmm. And we have our school down here in Chico.
1: And how how is that going for that campus up in Paradise? How I mean still navigating with the post fire, you know, destruction, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but really exciting. So now the feel in Paradise is all about the rebuild effort. And everyone who's involved in the school is obviously involved in the rebuild effort because they've worked pretty hard to just live up there Mm -hmm. and rebuild and all those. So it's it's a really it's a really neat feel where the Mm -hmm. whole all the families are just coming together and 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 just really focusing on that rebuild effort.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you've been in education for at least twenty years. What for you and Amy to have lost everything personally and then to have lost the school, but your overall value and commitment to the education of children. What what motivates you through that, Steve? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you got your degree many years ago, but as now the principal, and you kind of alluded to it. It's what's the mission now of Achieve? What's it, not just as education mission, but taking a school that's been through so much trauma, yeah, and in a world post war I guess we're still in the pandemic but a little bit post the height of the pandemic. How what's your vision now for the school?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing our school has had this program called the Virtues Project that we've used since we opened in 2005. And every okay. week we have a virtue that we talk about at morning assembly, talk about it throughout the week. It's used in the classrooms and it's love, respect. There's there's a list of like 30, but there's, you know, compassion, consideration is our virtue this week. And we've always talked to students forever about these are the things that are going to help you to make an impact in life. These are things that are going to get you through the hard things in life. Um, We're a public school, but it's also many of the same like. Values that you would find in the Christian faith, yeah, just kind of without the well you know, uh, yeah like i I joke sometimes that like sometimes morning assembly feels like church, you just can't say <laughs> because Jesus, you know right, but right otherwise it, yeah. so so it's those things well, what happened, and we recognized this really quick after the fire, is we took a step back and looked at how our families were responding to this, our students, our staff, and we we're like we were we always had this theory that the virtues education was going to be this powerful force that would help these students Mm -hmm. and it worked and it was the thing that everybody fell back on it's the thing that kids talked about when they had rough times it's the thing that parents it gave us common language to keep moving through that so when you see it work through something like that that just reinvigorates that passion for education Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to have that be available to another generation of students. My daughters both go to Achieve right now. Like mm-hmm. I want them to to have that experience. Like it is a worthwhile thing to put that level of effort into because, like you said, it's been exhausting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so you're saying that this has been a practice. These you know, looking at virtues for how long now? Since to, since we opened in 2005. Since, yeah. So it's very providential then. I mean obviously to help the children but to get them through the the crisis of the fire and the pandemic. Yeah. That this has really helped uh, solidify them uh, get them through and not not just them but the teachers yeah. sure I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and that would probably be like a whole other podcast but the year like a whole year before the fire. Our school initiative was about resilience because Mm -hmm. there was a lot of um, talk in education at that point about resilience. Now resilience is like a super hot topic because we've had so much trauma. But before then, there was already a lot of trauma. And in Butte County, there's a ton of trauma. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the ACES study where it's adverse childhood experiences, but in Butte County, our numbers are off the charts. They are. So in 2017, our school had started that as an initiative and started researching trauma-based practices and how to deal with these. And then we had the Virtues Project, and we right away were like, whoa, all this stuff definitely goes together, and and we can figure out a powerful way to do that. So we had been talking about resilience and trauma for a year before the fire, Isn't that which we feel is like completely providential. And then you can't underestimate, having gone through the campfire and then having taught and led a school through COVID— I don't know how you could pick which one has been more detrimental, you know. Right. The, the campfire was wow, like a one point. moment really scary big big giant trauma that happened fast, the other one was a long lasting trauma and that's a that's going to have long lasting effects. So Isn't they're both going to have
1: effects for yeah, a long time. Well, what do you, what can parents do for their children? But more than that, what could us, you know, the church, Life Church specifically what can we do to help support Achieve now? What what are some of the things that you guys need and we continue to help you get through this time?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you like the the super short answer for how you heal trauma is through relationships. That's great. Life Church is great at that. If there's people at Life Church that want to come and hang out at Achieve and work with students, our campus is open again. Like we're past that part of COVID. So that's yeah. cool. We have people coming on campus there's a million different ways you could do things with students, but at this point, like it's all about relationships. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I know that I, there was a time that I worked with big brothers, big sisters. And one of the things that helped the, my little brother the most was helping him with his math. Yeah. And I would just go in and help him do the homework that he just never really did at home. So do you take those kinds of volunteers? Oh, yeah. People? Yeah. We have are?
0: volunteers that come in. We have grandparent and parent volunteers and other people. And, Yep, Mm -hmm. that would be a a great partnership.
1: Okay, so those of you who are listening, this is an appeal in a good way that if you uh, looked at Achieve School when you've driven into the parking lot and say, I wonder what's going on over there. They could come over, they could knock on your door and say, hey, can you give me a tour? Can you show me what's going on around here? Absolutely, come on by, that'd be great. That would be awesome. Well, Steve, thanks for taking the time to be with us. And like I said, I think we have several other podcasts in the future that could really help our congregation understand more of how they can participate and how they can help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Chris. It was wow. really fun talking. Okay. Yeah, thank That's you. That's
1: great. Okay, folks, again, if you have any questions about uh what's going on with Achieve, you can contact Steve through the school or if you see him in church on Sunday, he's up there playing his electric guitar. And if you have any questions that you would love us to address at Life Church, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Bob or myself, Just send us those questions through an email, info at lifechurchchico.org, and we'll respond as best we can. Other than that, have a great week. Peace.
0: Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at Have a blessed week.